1: Again with the Magz Master. <laughs> what was that? What was that song? What was that
2: with the Renegade Master?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Obviously, they're not really singing about you. Not bad, are they?
2: DJ Wildstyle.
1: That sounds like a completely made-up name.
2: No, it is definitely that. Is that it? Once again with the Renegade Master. Yeah. Oh, okay
1: there you go look at that we're back for what <laughs> 60 seconds and I've learned something already <laughs> which you'll in the next 60 seconds yeah 100% 100% oh um, Max it's, it's, it's been weird hasn't it it's been bloody yeah. strange well we were just talking
2: literally in the in the pre-record just then it feels like we haven't recorded in absolute months and I mean I know it technically was last year but it just I forgot to, how to use the buttons how to set my markup yeah it's it's really weird how quickly yeah. you forget.
1: And it is going to be a case of, you know, forgetting. There's going to be glitches <laughs> all over the place. You're going to press the wrong buttons. I'm going to screw up the running order. It's going to happen, um, mate. It's going to happen. That
2: happens when you've done the show 17 oh, yeah. in <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. What Was it like in December after over like, well, close to 100 shows? And I forgot to plug the network's Twitter account or something,
2: <laughs> Absolutely brilliant.
1: <laughs> oh, but there we go. Yes, we are back live on a Monday night. As always, and as mentioned, if you are watching via the SJP World Media Facebook group, and you wish to comment in the chat, please give the Streamyard the, reg- yeah, the permissions that it requires, or stick your name in the chat. Yeah, Otherwise, you, you just come up—yeah, you just come up as Facebook user, and we don't know who the fuck you are. So, <laughs> but yeah, that's the best course of action if you're on there. Otherwise, you know, I imagine we're going to hopefully be joined by the usual Motley crew from the CWF, and uh, it's going to be great to speak with you all again.
2: Yeah, but I was actually nervous about that. Um, it's when you when you've had an extended period off, you the first thing you think is, have people moved on? Will they forget about us? Have mm. they found have something the else Got good? Them? No, that's I mean that's not happened in twenty years. But but yeah, you're always like uh, you've got trepidation about whether someone's going to watch it. Luckily, the the seed ref haven't let us down, and they've all
1: turned up in force fantastic stuff, mate. So we best start the show, I suppose. Now we've given that standard couple of minutes for any latecomers to arrive, I guess. Now see if I can remember Mm -hmm. how to do this. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever and whenever you may be listening or watching from. This is Jay Messing Live with site and Cy, an SJP World Media Production, episode 105, I believe. 73, live. 73, live. Oh, it's a lot, isn't it, eh? It's a lot. That's too- I am sorry. Too many, is it? All right, well, we'll just go back to having a break show. <laughs> I am sorry. and with me, as always, is the Bret Hart to my wet fart, the Hitman to my sh- well, you know where I'm going with that. A podcaster who never turns down an opportunity to grapple with some hot rods. Oh, you're going to be as rude as you like with me. The Lord mags himself. I've missed your little chubby face, mate.
2: Whoa. Well, that was very <laughs> negging. I've missed your little chubby face. And yeah. I've missed your massive
1: unkempt homeless beard. It, mate, honestly, I need a salt in eight. Sha needs to tidy this up. It's pretty, it's scraggly as fuck, isn't it? It's really bad at the moment. And it's you, so grey. You definitely look like a hobo. It, well, yeah. It's, if I do this, look, if I part it, you can see how grey that is in there. Look at all that. <laughs> honestly, says me. <laughs> <laughs> it, it looks old AF. <laughs> oh, no, it's so many gray. And the thing is, I was talking to Sha about it the other day. They grow in a different direction. So whereas my beard will grow like that, the ones on the side especially, I've noticed the greys, literally just grow out at a right <laughs> angle. So they're all just sticking out like, hi, here we are. You, you do know?
2: look like you're auditioning to be part of ZZ Top.
1: I would take that. I would take that. There is a vacancy. Dusty Hill died, didn't he? So. Oh, Jesus.
2: Apologies, ZZ Top I- fans in the
1: audience. <laughs> hey, I like ZZ Top. I'm a ZZ Top fan. I can't play bass guitar though, mate. No.
2: Just wing so, it like they do. Yeah.
1: Don't. Uh, triangle. I could, I could be (laughs) cowbell. Cowbell. There must be a cowbell spot in ZZ top. I think you'd be good on the steel drums, the steel drums. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I could do that. I could do that. Bloody racket. They make their way. Who has joined us, Magsy in the chat from the CWF.
2: So first in, first in land, Mr. Matt Willis. Hello to you, sir. Uh, He says, takes a seat, opens a bag of mini, mint arrow like eggs, evening Ooh. all and then an update decides he's going to have a bath so well, he's with like his arrow melted crumbly arrow they might, might force the the little eyeballs out of it so might do him the world of good um the 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 amazing mrs P in the <laughs> chat uh it's brilliant <laughs> i've forgotten what that means uh king's pig's bladder hello sir how are you Evening gents, and says hello to sharon uh connor our brother over in the in the us of A says hello you sexy box. could have you on in the background whilst i keep an eye on the arsenal match and finish an essay oh well uh definitely was on in the background but concentrate on that essay so it's very very important
1: what um, is it you're studying connor let us know mate let us know yeah, what you do and I'll, I'll tell you if it's worth bothering with or not all right <laughs> 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 now don't bother learning math. <laughs> you, who
2: needs maths <laughs> <laughs> whoever who got anywhere learning english i don't sound like that <laughs> benny mack in the chat asking who we are you know exactly who we are benny mack uh asking what the show is yeah i mean we don't even know what the show is um then we've got um, Matt Willie saying, he said he's on at half past seven, so you're yeah that there is actually a bit of time. It used to be on at eight o'clock, um, almost a competitor. Uh, Matt saying, Sharon, take a weed whacker to that before the wedding reception to that beard. Get that beard trimmed. is um, <laughs> saying, my grey hairs are well out of control. You, you don't want to say, man, why do you think I wear a hat? Because it, <laughs> I literally <laughs> look like a, a zebra um scottish daddy hello sir finally chain wrestling has come back to youtube twitch and facebook
1: oh yes indeed
2: <laughs> sharon's saying sir you woke live up you are so
1: loud i am so sorry live if you're watching or listening i am so sorry i woke you she came home from school today magazine so tired like literally just looked at her. She was actually wiped out. She was exhausted. Was it the first day back after the Christmas period
2: and obviously being ill?
1: No, no, no. She, that was, um, last week. She okay. went back last week. Yeah. But yeah, she's uh, a yeah, first day back. She said, she didn't sleep very well last night. And you know, she looked tired. Oh. So I went, I went to go check on her earlier on, stick my head in to tell her I'm going live shortly. And um, I thought she'd gone out because the light was off in the bedroom.
2: <laughs> oh, fast asleep and you just she's walk. She's in yeah. uh, And last one for now, Connor says it's uh, an essay for his history manner for university. It's a five-page paper about Americans' uh, participation in World War I. Oh, that's yeah,
1: interesting. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Cool. Yeah, I like history, mate. History's, uh, you know, it, it interests me, so... And a
2: last second one, or oh, a couple last second ones. Uh, this uh, winter has uh, been making a lot more people exhausted. That's par for the course from Matt Willis. Uh, King's Pigs Valley says, was that a typo, Connor? Surely you meant about WWE. Can you imagine Americans participating in WWE in five <laughs> pages? That's just a line per person. One and- page
1: a decade or something, that would be, wouldn't it?
2: Wrestling jeebus hello, sir. How oh. are you? Happy New Year to you as well. Uh, so yeah, that's a a very busy chat already. Yeah, yeah.
1: thank you so much to everyone joining us. I want to give a shout out as well to uh, Dan Griffin. He's been quite poorly. He recorded an episode of Doctor Who pod with me yesterday that he struggled to get through, but he did get through it. But he, oh, you can wow. tell he was poorly then. He's been he's yeah. been struggling with a few migraine issues and so on. And uh, he says he is going to be listening but not in the chat because he's just come down with something else again. So another bad head. So, you know, Dan, sorry, you're thinking of your buddy. Hope you're going to yeah, get absolutely. better soon. And, and, uh, yeah, hope that all passes my friend.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we, we love Dan. Yeah.
1: Uh, Cam, not so much, but Dan. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Maxie, what did you, uh, what did you do for Christmas and that then? How was your Christmas and New Year's and stuff?
2: Yeah, it was okay. I mean, I don't, I'm don't. i not a massive fan of Christmas anyway. Um, we, we've established this over the many, many conversations we've had about it. But I I, I like it for the kids, and they all had an absolutely uh, amazing time. Yeah, really, really good. Um, we ended up, me and the wife went to the cinema on Boxing Day just, to, just for a change. We watched the, the Whitney Houston biopic film. Really, really good okay i would heartily recommend it even if you're not a whitney houston fan it was just a really good story um yeah and then it's just been quiet um the day after a boxing day i broke my little finger because trapping it in the door whilst i was taking uh the bins out
1: in the back door
2: was, i definitely didn't trap it in the back door <laughs> my back door is massive I could fit the hand. I mean, no, allegedly. Um, no, it was in the front <laughs> door. <laughs>
1: yeah, oh. quiet,
2: a quiet, relaxing Christmas and New Year. Yeah.
1: Mm. Ours was very quiet because we didn't see no fucker. Because <laughs> she was pretty ill. Mm. Just what what's the what's the air quotes for? We were ill. We were, all we were ill.
2: I put it to you, sir. That you were all ill because you didn't want to watch thirteen Hornswoggle versus Charbo Guerrero matches, which we were meant to do for Boxing <laughs> Day, and then as soon as you heard that we were doing that, you were, oh yeah, I'm, I'm really poorly, Darren. Yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't <laughs> record now till at least January.
1: Do you know what's <laughs> a couple of things? First of all, when you said, Oh, I'm really poorly, Darren, I was like, Who the fuck's Darren? But is you in it? <laughs> and and secondly, yeah, that's exactly what happened. I heard the choice for our Christmas special and thought rather than watch all that shite, I'm gonna get my whole family poorly, my in-laws poorly, risk my parents getting poorly, and ruin everyone's Christmas just to avoid yeah. watching Hornswoggle wrestle
2: i mean that that's committed to the cause right. <laughs> if i'm not watching it none of you are watching it as well
1: <laughs> yeah there we go it was it, it it did suck to be honest i mean uh, sharon had covid i had covid uh the yeah. girls luckily enough didn't but they were a bit grotty um it meant that i couldn't see my eldest daughter anya uh we mm. couldn't see liam our son he couldn't come oh well, yeah sharon in the chat's just saying there as well saying it was miserable because we didn't yeah. see see I our mean, son all joking
2: aside yeah it's I re- I felt so bad for you when you when you uh, told me that everyone was ill because uh, we've been there we've had the 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 lurgy of covid in this house we had our uh, boosters just before Christmas and that knocked knocked uh, me and Lorraine uh, off our feet for uh, for a little while so yeah I can I can understand how frustrated it must have been mm. for you all
1: yeah, it, it sucked, mate. I mean, you try and look at positives in every scenario, don't you, I suppose? And me and Shah said it was good in a way because because we were so restricted with regards to people coming to see us or us going out. We had no real time restrictions. or You know, you know Christmas can be sometimes. It's like, okay, we're going to, uh, you know, we got to do this and do that and then eat by this time because such and such is coming round or we're going around to see that person and all that sort of stuff. So that pressure was took away, which was which was quite pleasant. But at the same time, it was still... It, it was horrible not being able to see you know people that we wanted to see so that did kind of suck yeah. but there you go it's, it'll soon come round again won't it
2: yeah next christmas
1: yeah next christmas next christmas <laughs> oh dear yes indeed i suppose Maxie, we, we better get on and, and do the stuff that we normally do what do we do first uh, normally we go if we haven't got any pimple dicks we go straight to the hall of Lame. shall we do that Yes. <laughs> the Hall of oh. What do you got for us, Maxie?
2: So uh, I actually have had a couple of Hall of Limbs on on the back burner, uh, but a new story broke this week that that has to be. Uh, thrown instantly into the hall of limb it's a new story that's dominated the world of wrestling since um since thursday when the 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 the, the, the major part of the story brought but it's actually dominated since last july i think when the uh originalist the the ball started rolling but um it's it's going to be Vince McMahon strong arming his way uh, back onto the board of uh, directors for WWE. So for, th- right. for those who have lived under a rock or who, who don't really follow uh, wrestling news um, in about in July, I think it was last year, uh, the wall street journal broke a story about Vince McMahon having uh, some extramarital uh, affairs and, um, but the reason why it was so significant for for the Wall Street Journal to get involved is that he'd been um, paying these these females um, brabs uh, to silence them, uh, and that money was coming from WWE funds rather than Vince McMahon himself. So essentially, um, tax fraud, um, basically paying off these these women. Uh, who he'd been having these affairs with, um, to cover his own back and also cover the back of some of his uh, of his uh, close um, team. I think John Laurinaitis was someone who uh, took a lot of flak for it, um, which essentially forced the hand of Vincent Mann to um, to resign uh, from the board whilst uh, an internal investigation uh, happened. Um, but. Within a few weeks of that, we got rumblings that Vince was uh, regretting resigning, that he felt he took some bad uh, advice on doing so, and was looking to, to claw his way back. Um, and he's managed uh, this week to, to be able to do so, because yet again the Wall Street Journal on Thursday broke the story that uh, Vince McMahon had penned a letter over the Christmas period to the to the board, Saying that um, he wants back uh, back on 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 the board of directors, uh, they contacted him back and said they don't feel is the right time for him to do so. Uh, and then Vince used a power play because he essentially um, used his status as the main shareholder to um, stop the company. Um, selling its, its uh, digital rights to sell its uh, its media or even to sell the company uh, as a whole without, without Vince McMahon's say-so and he wouldn't get that say-so uh, unless the WWE put him back on the board. Um, so unfortunately for the company with the digital rights uh, being up in about 18 months, um, they were in a, a no-win position because if the majority shareholder uh, – is not willing to uh, to come to the table and 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 being a part of these deals. It meant the company would essentially lose out on potentially billions of revenue. Um, so Vince um, not only brought himself uh, back, he also brought along a couple of his lackeys. Uh, ironically, two lackeys that he fired uh, in the in the I think early twenty twenty two. George Barrios. And uh Michelle, I think she's called Wilson. Um, so that meant three other board members had to leave. So they got uh they got uh kicked off the board of, of directors for Vince and his two lackeys to to be uh, come in place. Uh and then after uh, I think two days, a couple more board members uh actually resigned. Um two people who were very vocal in uh Vince. Uh, being ousted from the board originally uh, because of his uh, of his uh, financial issues, and, and one of them, a guy called Manjeet Singh, was actually the person who was investigating Vince uh, internally for for his uh, his issues with paying the 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 women uh, money from WWE funds. Uh, he's so he's resigned uh, over the weekend, and also Ignacio Lahoud has resigned. Um, and today's news, uh, like I said, this is a rolling news story, so I'm sure this is going to change uh, over the next few days. But today's news is that uh, Vince is actively looking to sell the, the WWE uh, and uh, he, he believes that him being in place uh, can add extra value to, to uh, the, the sale of the company. And he's also hoping that whoever buys the company keeps him on board to 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 run it as well so yeah um this is my entrant this week it's vince uh strong arming and using a massive power play to essentially get away scot-free with uh tax fraud uh uh, misappropriation of company funds and uh cheating on his wife essentially scot-free so yeah it's vince mcmahon strong arming his way back to the wwe
1: a very weary entrant into the Hall of And there's so much going on with this and so many moving parts, isn't there? And it's crazy because this is, I mean, this is a wrestling company that it, obviously has not always been there because, you know, it started, you know, way back in the 60s with your know, Vince's dad. And I think Vince's granddad was a local promoter as well before that. <laughs> yeah. But WWE, as we know it, or the WWF, when it went national and so on, and then we had the first WrestleMania and, and it's been the constant in my life. Mm-hmm. We've had other companies come and go, change names, change guises, you know, blow up for a year or two, then disappear. The fact that this is, it, it's the brand, isn't it? You say to somebody wrestling, they think WWE or WWF. And it's going to now be sold. It looks like. Yeah. And it's in this mess behind the scenes. And it, there is this massive uncertain future. It blows my mind. I I never thought that we would see anything like this in my lifetime anyway.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the, the, the kind of conflict for me is that 99% of, of wrestling fans are fans because of Vince McMahon, because not, particularly because of the person Vince McMahon, but because of what he did for the wrestling um business he, he essentially turned it from a very small kind of a niche product uh that was uh shown in territories to a worldwide phenomenon mm-hmm. uh like the guy or love the guy he's wrestling wouldn't be where it is today without without Vince McMahon's foresight but in saying that he is still an incredibly horrible person. The, uh, even outside this uh, this uh, issue with uh, with um, his uh, philandering ways, some of the things that he's been accused of, and some of the things that he's actually done of, are horrific. Are evil? Some evil, evil stuff. Uh, but it's it's compen- compartmentalizing the the person from the product. And the the big issue right now is that the product with Vince McMahon in charge, has been awful. Outside pay-per-views, which are usually WWE knock about the park, the weekly show has been terrible. And then in, from July to now, there's it, been a massive renaissance. And then now Vince is coming back. Uh, I think it's um, King's Pig Bladder has said in, in the chat he wants creative back. I, I believe that as well. Uh, yeah. And if, if Vince gets his, his way, we are going to go back to... The style of creative that w- that was turning everybody off wrestling, uh especially WWE wrestling, six months ago. So yeah, it's just a uh, it's just disappointing that that he feels that he has to be involved.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I mean, from one aspect, I suppose it was inevitable if he was going to weasel his way back in that he would have creative, and because it's kind of. You hear all the stories, don't you, that he he only sleeps for like four hours a night and works seven days a week and he's obsessive and, and all this sort of stuff. If that's been your life for 40 years, to not do it all of a sudden and then have the opportunity to go back to it, I mean, most people in that scenario, if that's all they know, would do yeah. that, wouldn't
2: they? Yeah, uh, I, and I understand that, but it, it's the, the uh, sneaky way that he's... Yes. He's made his way back. And it's not like he um he left the company uh on good terms. He was essentially forced out because of mm-hmm. the, the bad things he did. So for him to uh strong arm his way back in, act like there's nothing happening. Uh like that it's just um uh, Vince coming back for the good of the company. It's just it just leaves a sour taste in your mouth, I
1: think. the the, the money as well that he his personal money that is owed back to WWE then, for want of a better phrase, that's still owed. He hasn't paid any of that back. That's still I well, think it's like nineteen million dollars, which is a well, big old chunk but, of cash, isn't
2: it? And and the investigation is now up in the air because the, the person leading the investigation, Manjit Singh, resigned. So Hmm. that investigation, Vince is uh, from uh, his communications with the board. Vince is under the impression that the investigation is over and that if he he had uh, done any wrongdoing, it would be out in in the public by now. Uh, So he's he's using the old adage of no news is good news.
1: Hmm. Yeah, but what I mean is as well, it's almost like... um well the three pronged side to it i guess one we don't want the guy back involved in the wrestling company because of what he's done don't get me wrong but also from the creative standpoint and the fact that the product suffers the investigation looks like is going away because of his sneaky way of getting back into the company and so Mm -hmm. on this money that he has taken from this publicly traded company you know that affected the shareholders and all this sort of stuff he's going to have to he's not going to need to pay it back now no you know i wonder if he was found guilty but then didn't have to have this this financial issue i wonder if he would still be so keen to go back in because it almost feels like on one level he can get around the finance side of things by doing this and then selling the company
2: yeah perhaps and um it's, it's it's interesting that financially the company is doing better with vincent uh back on board i mean he he was made official on friday uh at the end of play today, the, the shares of the company are up 21%. Um, Mental. Absolutely and that, crazy. But a lot of that is because of the talk of the sale and, um, mm-hmm. and shares are potentially becoming more valuable. So more people are buying and then the price goes up. Um, but, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's just, it's very underhanded how he, how, how he did it. And, um, for him to avoid this investigation, essentially, the the guy who was doing it is now not part of the company, Vince is 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 wiped his hands a bit and is now back in charge. It's just yeah, it's just cringe. Mm,
1: yeah, I totally agree, mate. I totally agree. What a bloody scumbag, eh?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, my entrance into the Hall of Lame this week, I struggled to decide upon which way I was gonna go with regards to a couple of different possibilities. And then I started to think to myself, well, why do I dislike this particular individual or gimmick? Why do I dislike this particular individual or gimmick? And I kind of ended up now just get going with the umbrella of what links all these gimmicks together. And it's the, it's the generalization of this gimmick. Okay. Uh, the initial thing that popped in my mind was IRS. Erwin R. uh, ex tag team champion, money incorporated and so on. And, I thought the gimmick was okay. Mike Rotunda, I don't mind at all. He was fantastic in Jim Crockett promotions and the NWA and all that sort of stuff. Also, I didn't enjoy the likes of corporate Kane and stuff like that. I thought it was just silly. And then the more I thought about it, the more I was like, well, why don't I like this? Why is this? Because Kane, I like Kane. Kane's a, Kane was a good wrestler in various different guises, heel, face, and so on. He, you know, I've got no issues with Kane in particular. Why did this particular guy's bother me? Why did this particular guy's and Mike Rotunda bother me? And I think I've narrowed it down. I'm going to put in this week, Maxie wrestling in suits. (laughs) I was actually thinking, is he going with shirt and tie? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. (laughs) Uh, My bear with me here. It's just fucking stupid. And there's various different reasons for it. Okay. We'll look at corporate Kane for example, he is this um, monster who apparently torched his family and got scarred in a fire and, Uh, He's tried to electrocute somebody by the testicles in the past. And he's done all this evil, terrible, you know, satanic stuff in in a degree. He used to shoot thunderbolts and lasers and lightning, whatever, from his fingers and all this crazy goings-on. And now all of a sudden he's wearing trousers and shoes to wrestle in, Looking very corporate, very business-like. I mean, if you read that guy's CV, you wouldn't hire him to work in your corporation, let's be honest. (laughs) You know? But... I've got no real issue with the Corporate Kane character itself. With Corporate Kane working with the Authority, the McMahons, whatever it may well be, as a character. They're almost like their enforcer, I suppose. What I've got an issue with is, when he comes to the ring in his suit trousers, belt, and and shined-up shoes. If you're going to stand behind the Authority in a suit, that's fine. No issue with that whatsoever. But then if you're going to wrestle, Put your wrestling gear on. It makes no sense. It's stupid. And it means... uh, uh, I sort of look at it and I think, well, if he can wrestle, and to be honest, the majority of the time win, dressed in just trousers and shoes, why is everyone else bothering to buy expensive wrestling gear? Mm -hmm. IRS is the next one I will come to. I understand. The guy is a... uh, He he works for the IRS, in theory. His gimmick, you know. And he's um, a, a dodgy tax inspector and so on. So naturally, he has to wear a shirt and tie and all this sort of stuff. But how many times did you see IRS, first of all, completely sweat through his gear because he's so ridiculously hot in those you know, shirt, tie, and you know, and um, oh, what are they called, Mags? the... Braces. Braces, that's it. I think he wore a belt and braces as well. What a tosser. But it's a... <laughs> <laughs> wow. But again, I can understand maybe having that initially because it's his gimmick but could he not wear a suit down to the ring and then have wrestling gear to wear or Mm -hmm. whatever because again you look at the realism of it I know it's stupid trying to talk realism with professional wrestling but how many times did you see this guy get throttled by his own tie
3: Mm -hmm. how many times
1: did he hang over there or somebody would stand on his tie when he was down on all fours and so on right that happened every bloody week just don't Mm -hmm. wear the tie anymore or took it in took it into the shirt well yeah you could do that I suppose but it, to me it's just stupid it's ridiculous when I was a kid IRS didn't bother me I booed him because he was a heel but that was that you know but now as a grown up I look back and go that was fucking ridiculous and again it comes back to that point of if my parents or my dad or whatever walked in the room and I was that was on the television he'd look at this guy in a suit and just be like oh come on
2: so what about that to censor did, did they offend because they wore shirts and tar. Hmm. Do you know what?
1: I'd never thought of that.
2: And what about Bull Buchanan because he cut the arms off his shirt, so he was essentially wearing oh, a, uh, a shirt vest, just,
1: just showing his guns. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you right are. Yeah. Center, you know, right to centre centre. I didn't even think of them, but yeah, that's that was. You know, I don't understand. They didn't need to be wearing those those t- ivories gimmick. And I contradict myself here now. Ivory's gimmick in right to center, right to center, sorry.
2: I didn't mind as (laughs) much. But she didn't wear a formal tie. It was more like a. Yeah.
1: Yeah. A a rough or a Mm. floppy bow tie. Do you remember, I mean, you know, the guy's a knobhead, but do you remember Terry Taylor, when he was the tailor-made man? Yep. He used to come to the ring in a suit, but then he'd take the suit off to wrestle.
2: Why can't they just do that? They can. Tetsuya Nato does it in, in New Japan there you go there you go I and mean, it works what about when chris jericho was suit wearing chris jericho but he still was his is uh spandex to wrestling triple there h go, had a period where he wore suits all the time
1: yeah i mean flair is the obvious one isn't it you know mm-hmm. uh, and of course, i course to look yeah vincent, what, vincent Martin, yeah looking at flair as the example how how you know memorable was it when the likes of Ricky Steamboat would beat the crap out of him and rip his suit up when it wasn't mm-hmm. actually a match? And he'd be talking about this suit being $12,000 and so on. You can even get stories and, and gimmicks out of it. Yeah, you know. I mean
2: the the woo-off where Jay Lethal <laughs> and, and Rick Flair did the knee drops to to their own suits.
1: Yeah, Through the
2: shoes that was, as well.
1: But there we go. That's my entrant this week, my friend. People wearing suits to wrestle in. Have a word for yourselves. Give your head a wobble. I mean,
2: of all the things to go in a hall of
1: lame, I think that may be the weirdest one. But it just I don't know why, but when I was thinking about it uh yesterday, afternoon, I got unnecessarily angry, and I thought, well, if it's getting <laughs> that, re- <laughs> if it's getting that reaction from me, then that should go in.
2: Definitely, if it's getting you angry, it definitely should go in.
1: There we go. Those are your entrance to this week's Chain Wrestling Hall of Lame. Vince McMahon and all his dirty, sordid business and non-business shenanigans, and wrestling in suits. Magsy. What have we got in the chat, my friend, before we get on to our non-wrestling topic?
2: Well, first of all, we've got this pile of rubbish. Don't click on any of these links, people. It's absolutely ridiculous. You dumb motherfucker! <laughs> but we've got King's Pig's Bladder saying that he, uh, we know that Vince wants, uh, wants creative back, definitely. Uh, Scottish Daddy says Vince taking his rightful place in the prestigious Hall of Lame. I would Dare say it will not be the last time that that oh, man no. goes in. <laughs> um, Scottish Danny also says to to uh, to King Pig's uh he'll get creative. And he, he's, I think yeah. the the rhetoric is now that he's not interested in creative, but we all know that he is, and he, he will get that creative back. Um, <laughs> Scottish Danny says, bring back Fennaker, all of our problems will be solved. <laughs>
1: Indeed. Absolutely,
2: absolutely. Uh, Scottish Danny, I'll leave the knife with you, Sharon. I don't know why. Sharon is a, a big hater of Fernacke, of
1: and it's a bit mean. no, no. I think Sharon is saying, uh, somebody said to Scottish Danny, you know what you need to do, as in, go and stab, go and, go and, go and stab, stab Vince McMahon. And, and Sharon's offering <laughs> him the weapons.
2: <laughs> Kings Pigs says, I wouldn't wish Fernacke on my worst enemy. Oh, that's
1: a bit harsh. Yeah,
2: Fernacke is absolutely awesome. Um, Scottish Danny can't wait for that Linda McMahon shoot promo one day. Oh, I bet, I bet a, a shoot video with RF would be amazing with, with Linda McMahon. I bet she's got some real stories,
1: and it would also be incredibly monotone and robotic and wooden because that's all she can do, isn't it?
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, look at the time when she was in a wheelchair, and it was the best acting that she'd mm. ever done. Yeah. Kings brings by the saying Tony Khan is going to do uh Shane and bad WWE. Um, I'm saying, I'm just hoping he sells and the new owners don't want him to do creative. Yeah. But I think that's the, that's the rhetoric that uh, is, is being banded around the wrestling uh, uh, news sphere is that uh, Vince is hoping a company like maybe Disney or NBC um, take uh, WWE, but then because, they they tend to leave the person in charge uh, uh, running it as as kind of like a, a figurehead because they don't want to have to do it. Uh, yeah, it's just a, uh, it's just incredibly just insidious. It feels to me. Um, Matt Willis saying uh, J P Morgan have been appointed to explore the possibility of sale. Uh, sale. Yeah, I think uh, Tom Campbell said on on Cultolic today uh, that it's alternative financial strategies uh, which is essentially a business talk for exploring for a for a sale uh, scottish danner
1: saying vk wall street vk yes. wall see vk wall street old. still yeah but even he wore a singlet when he wrestled he comes to the ring in a seat yeah see and also offering you know, a spanner in the works
2: is uh is Scottish down How do you how does everybody feel about the tuxedo match? Yes, Fucking sir.
1: stupid. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. It's,
2: there we go. That's the that's the answer, Danny. Uh, Connor said, I believe Rat Sensor wore suits to wrestle. Yeah, they absolutely did. Steven Richards definitely did mm-hmm. wear a suit to wrestle. Um, Rat to censor for the Hall of Fame. You know, I actually agree. I think Rat Sensor was a brilliant faction at the time because it did exactly what it needed to do, and that was piss people off. They were yeah. so damn good at it. Yeah. Um, uh, Matt Willis saying uh, 2007 Jericho, the, the suit wearing Jericho, uh, the best at what he does. Uh, King's Pink Banner says, talking of outfits and gimmicks, the one that bugs me is Bianca Belair. It's the hair just tie her to the bottom rope and stomp on her. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. That's evil as well. That hair. Was it, was, I think, was it Rhea Ripley or was it Charlotte Flair where she whipped him and then it actually cut? Cut yeah. them open with the
1: hair. Yeah. Really. See, I, I, when I first saw that, uh, and, and she was using the hair as a weapon, I thought, wow, that's really unique. That's really clever. Mm-hmm. But now it's been done for a while, and I'm a bit like, okay, I'm a bit a bit yeah. over this.
2: Kings Pins bladder saying, Fanaki's awesome, but he is vicious. Well, ah. I mean, when yeah. you're the number one SmackDown announcer, you are going to be vicious, because you, mm-hmm. you're going to get a bit of an ego. are you?
1: Got to defend uh, your spot.
2: <laughs> scottish daddy guys no linda sl- slander she got the second biggest pop at wrestlemania 17 very very true very i'll very tell true.
1: you what that match as well vince versus shane at wrestlemania 17 that match was good yeah With two guys who aren't wrestlers that match, and obviously we got to see trish wearing those shorts holy crap but it was a great match you know?
2: <laughs> and then when linda stood up and kicked vince in the grapefruits yeah fantastic stuff mate. no fantastic. wonder he went philandering 20 years later
1: (laughs) philandering (laughs) oh thank you so so much to everybody in the chat uh, for you know just getting involved I've missed it Mm -hmm. it's bloody great yeah it has yeah it's just been it's amazing to be back so good speaking of getting involved Magsy speaking of the CWF shall we uh, shall we jump into our non-wrestling topic my friend yes let's 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 do that NWT time. Oh, no wrestling talk here. It's the non wrestling topic.
0: Lovely. Nice.
2: Lovely, nice. Oh, lovely. Lovely. I have missed that belch.
1: Oh, yeah. I've even missed the filthy belch. <laughs> because this is our, I suppose, comeback episode, our return from uh, our little hiatus with Christmas and illnesses and so on, we thought, well, what better as a non-wrestling topic to discuss returns, comebacks, et cetera, whether that be um, the return of TV shows, particular actors in TV shows, um, sporting comebacks, musical comebacks, even with regards to somebody releasing an album and then releasing a second follow-up album as well. (laughs) And once again, Magsy, once again, the CWF did not disappoint, did they?
2: They didn't. Came out in absolute force uh, like the superstars that they are.
1: Mm, Indeed. Indeed. I will run through them on Twitter in the order they arrived into us, Mags. (laughs) I bet you've not missed that.
2: (laughs) And I'll try and find them quick enough that the comment's still uh, on the screen when you're saying it.
0: Do you require colonic irrigation but don't want to have to deal with all those wait times? Then come on down to Jumbo's All-You-Can-Eat Chinese Buffet, where you have a one-in-seven chance of shitting yourself so hard, your insides become outside.
3: We had a Jumbo's All-You-Can-Eat here in Tennessee for roughly six weeks. Let me tell you, before it was shut down, I'd never been so scared to cough my entire life.
0: I used to be so daft and keep my food in my body for a while. But Jumbo's All-You-Can-Eat changed my life. Food to the toilet in 90 minutes.
3: Wow!
1: My dad took me to Jumbo's All-You-Can-Eat and then I had a massive poo.
3: Jumbo's All-You-Can-Eat's where it's at because it's good eating even if you don't feel good afterwards.
0: Jumbo's, we bring you out of yourself.
1: Awesome stuff. First of all, we have Millwall Chris at Millwall Chris One on Twitter. He says Bobby Ewing in Dallas, dead for a whole series until he makes his comeback in a shower scene that was described as the best shower scene since Psycho. They passed off a whole season as a dream. Probably the best comeback since Jesus Christ.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but that was it was such bad storytelling. Wait. Oh, I've just had the weirdest dream whilst in the shower. Yeah, and his hair wasn't even wet when he got out of the shower. Just fucking
1: ridiculous. Well, you don't have to wash your hair every time you're in the shower, do you?
2: But it would get wet though,
1: surely. Well, no, I, I often don't wash my because my hair is quite long. If I wash it too often, it's, it's not good for it. So I quite often not wash my hair and not get it wet under a shower. Well, yeah, because you can lower the shower a little bit, can't you? So it doesn't hit your head, your
2: knobhead. So, the shower head would be like nose heart. Is that what
1: you say? Yeah, and you angle it as well, don't you? It's not like dead straight. You angle it a little bit. So it comes like diagonal, and I I just shower away like that. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Magsy's gone. I've disappointed him that much. He's disgusted in me. He has departed. I don't know whether he's got internet issues there, but uh, there we go. With regards to Bobby Ewing in Dallas, I've got no idea of this. I've seen the scene when he comes back, but I've not. I know nothing about Dallas or anything like that. Uh, Magsy's back with us. Magsy, come back in the studio. There oh, we go.
2: That was really weird. Streamyard literally said, uh, "We're sorry about this, but you've been kicked out."
1: Oh dear, dear, dear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I was just saying, with regards to uh, Bobby Ewing and Dallas. Obviously, I'll seen the scene when he comes back in the shower and so on. I understand how you know, the background to it and so on. But they've written off a whole season did that affect any other storylines and and other people left the show? Would they have to get them back?
2: I I could not tell you. I was not a Dallas watcher. Because
1: that's quite true. That could be quite complicated. uh,
2: Did JR get shot? They did a whole season like who shot JR as well, didn't they? Mm.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't think that was the same season, was it? Maybe. I have no idea.
2: But it was ridiculous.
1: Whichever way you
2: spin it, I will definitely not ever... (laughs)
1: look into that ever Uh, Sharon I will tell you now look away when Magsy finds this comment because it's a picture I know that you're not fond of Uh, we have Danny at Scottish Juggalo on Twitter Jesus yeah and he says it's got to be Sid Vicious went from having his legs snapped clean in half to 11 years later having his last match on WWE TV that Mm -hmm. injury is terrible isn't it
2: yeah Uh, it's there's not many things in wrestling that make me make me want to throw up, but watching that, uh, mm. and probably Vader, uh, and his uh, hanging out of his socket. are yeah. uh, the two that, that really met the, the vomit come up. Yeah. It was horrific. And it was all because, uh, was it Eric Bischoff told him that he needed to add more sparse to his move and he needed a, a move from the top rope. And he's, the guy was nearly seven foot. Uh-huh. He, he didn't do top rope moves. Uh, and then when you see the weight just go on his leg and his leg oh, says, nope, this is not happening. And snap. If it wasn't for his boot, that leg would have just come clean off. Mm,
1: oh, old, uh, if you've not seen the video, first of all, if you're squeamish, do not watch it. But if you are intrigued, you can find it on YouTube and so on. Uh, poor Sid, eh? Old Jelly Shins himself. Mm-hmm. That's what you get for stabbing Arn Anderson with scissors. Mm, indeed. Indeed. In Blackburn that was, wasn't it? It was, yes. <laughs> it was just up the road from you, Maxie. Yeah. Well, you know? Along. Along oh, the road.
2: Okay. It's literally 11 miles away from me. Yeah. Uh, okay.
1: Okay. Uh, at Good Bad Baseball, which is a new show that um, I believe Graham is working on, we have here Greatest Comeback. And you'll have to bear with me, Max, because I'm going to butcher this. It's Albert Puyols. Just, Albert just, Puyols. Yeah. Return to the St. Louis Carnival car, Cardinals. Oh my goodness. St. Saint- true. We- yeah. so,
2: <laughs> Puyols, you nailed. The, the Spanish word you nailed.
0: Yeah.
1: Cardinals.
2: The I couldn't English say cardinals. word. You couldn't. Yeah. Used. Brilliant.
1: I'll try that again. Greatest comeback. And the thing is, as well, for the audio version, which comes like Wednesday, I'll cut all that shit out so the people who listen to that version of the show won't realize I screwed it up. <laughs> You dumb motherfucker. <laughs> Greatest comeback. Albert Puyol's return to the St. Louis Cardinals and hitting his 700th home run in his final season. I'm assuming 700 is a lot. I know nothing about baseball, mate.
2: It's it's just rounders for grown-ups in it. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: it's just reminders
0: for grown-ups uh
1: we also have one here from good cop bad cop wrestling podcast at good bad wrestle on twitter and they say at the Matatat uk returning to the commentary booth for cxw for the semi-finals and finals of their last event he may have mentioned it on good cop bad cop once or 10 times (laughs) (laughs) but that's that's
2: that's amazing news. Uh it's really good for Matt. I mean you uh you've done some commentary as as well. Uh yeah. the 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 buzz and the thrill from from being involved in in in, in wrestling in, in even in a, some small way. Yeah, that must be amazing. So yeah, props to to Matt and yourself for uh, for being able to do that. Yeah, and sure, connor connor's done some as well hasn't he I think. Mm,
1: yes i heard matt's uh and, and it's good i loved it really good stuff Matt's enthusiasm really shines through when he's doing it's it awesome. so, yeah it's, it's great stuff matt um i was asked to go back and do a bit more for the one company but i kind of said no because i wasn't too keen on certain stuff that went on but i won't dive into too many details there but oh, let's just say uh that's intriguing well it just could have been a bit more professional, but let's leave it there. Shall we? Um, <laughs> they did hire you to do competition. They did, mate. They did. And believe me, I was one of the most professional things they had. So if <laughs> Jesus <that's> a- <laughs> wet. <laughs> uh, Connor, our good friend in the chat there, cheering on our while studying world war one at Connor knows footy on Twitter. He says the 2022 college basketball national championship, Kansas team, The team he supports and has done his whole life was down by 15 at halftime to North Carolina and went on to win the game by two right at the very end. I cried like a baby that night, finally got to see one of my teams win a title. And that's that's amazing. I mean, not, not just the emotion of seeing your team win something, but the emotion of a comeback like that in the last moment. And that's why sport is great, isn't it?
2: yeah and and the ability to see 18 000 years in the future as well mm. we've been putting twenty twenty 22 too
1: mm. exactly there we yeah. go but no yeah, that's amazing i'm really gonna put some run. money on
2: that <laughs> <laughs> back to the future gray yeah. sports almanac <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm just think, uh, everyone's fully aware that i'm 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 a proper nerdy geek into my time travel programs anything time travel i love you know uh I watch all these people like, you know, like Doctor Who and, and Doctor Sam Beckett on content. You,
2: you call Back to the Future now. You're not. What?
1: Are you going to slay it Back to the Future? No, of course not. I love Back to the Future. <sighs> I'm just saying, you've got all these different people who, who use time travel and so on and, and they use it for good. I would 100% if I had the facility <laughs> to time travel, use that to benefit myself. I would have the lottery numbers. I would have who wins every horse race so from Biff. now until Christmas. You'd just be Biff Tannen. Yeah, pretty much, right? pretty much. And I'm I'm completely okay with that. <laughs> 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 At Pigs Bladders on Twitter, he says, uh, seen the band Kiss a few times over the years. Always regretted not seeing them in the original face paint. And then out of nowhere, they bought it back, blatantly a cash grab, so I could sort of tick that off my list. Now, I've seen Kiss, um, well, Sharon in the chat, help me out if, if you know. I think it must be four or five times now, maybe, something like that but always painted up. And I've seen them on re- reunion tours and the comeback tours and so on. My favorite era of kiss though, is when they took the makeup off in the eighties. <laughs> And there was a bit more hair metal a bit more glammy and i was too young to see them then so i wish i'd seen kiss the times that pigs Banner here says he did see kiss so, oh, I so you, you three would times. have loved to have swapped with yeah the, i'd love to have seen kiss when they were like you know the, the sort of uh, what would it have been crazy nights era i suppose hot in the shade was the album and, and so on you know that, that's that's my favorite era of kiss
2: I know very little of Kiss, and they did a song called "Love Gun,"
1: didn't they? I
3: That's know right. That.
1: Yep. About yeah. a penis, pretty much, mate. Pretty much. And when we saw them live, me and Sharon a couple of times doing that, he he he, t- he takes off. Poor Stanley, the main the main guy takes off the stage, flies over everyone's head, lands on a tiny little platform at the back, and plays that song to the people at the back before flying back to the stage. Yeah.
2: That's it's actually amazing. Awesome. I mean, yeah, the stuff they do is incredible. It's not. My genre music. We've we've discussed this multiple times on the show, but I do like the entertainment mm. of of Kiss. They know how to put a show on.
1: Yeah, yeah, I get you. And the thing with Kiss as well is they are about the live performance was almost more so than the than the recorded music i yeah, think so yeah, yeah. yeah definitely worth checking out if you get a chance to see them like what well, they're doing their farewell tours night but there we go it seems like they've been on a farewell tour for about 10 years <laughs> when
2: this farewell <laughs> tour it's like a dfs sale yeah when one ends <laughs> the next one starts
1: there we go uh pigs continues here as an arsenal fan the return of Thierry Henry to the club in 2012 and scoring the winner against Leeds will always be special for him. At uh, Connor Knows Footy may agree, he says here. I remember that, Henry coming back. He seemed taller. He may have been wearing shoe lifts. He might have been. Mm, maybe. I don't know why. That, I know that's a really weird thing to say, but he, he seemed taller when he came back.
2: Yeah, that is weird. Because he mm. probably wasn't. Maybe the rest of the Arsenal team had just gotten shorter
1: and every defence he played against. Yeah, maybe. Footballers in general in England just (laughs) shrank (laughs) in Thierry Thierry Henry's absence. The
2: the (laughs) average heart of of an English defender shrunk by three inches,
1: yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Our good friend Dan Griffin, at Dan Griffin 21 on Twitter, he says, we've comebacks, I think, boxing. So many boxers try to come back when they shouldn't. Ricky Hatton, Sugar Ray Leonard. Roy Jones Jr. all returned and suffered crushing defeats, even Ali. But then you get George Foreman coming back at forty-five to become the unified world heavyweight champion, which is awesome. Yeah, so many of them just seem like they can't let go, don't they?
2: Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's. It's almost like it's a drug. Mm. Um, we we get it a lot as well in MMA. Um, so many fighters just think they've they've got one more fight in them, and more often than not, they 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 end up getting knocked out or getting beat or in some cases even getting like severely injured. Yeah. It's uh, sometimes when you're being punched in the face and head a lot, you you don't make the best decisions for your health.
1: Mm. Yeah. I mean, cause it does, it, it is incredibly dangerous, isn't it? Let's be honest, coming back at that yeah. age and yeah, there we go. Uh, Rob at UTT Rob on Twitter. It says the American remake of The Prisoner in 2009 was awful and hardly related to the iconic British 1960s version.
2: I mean, uh, it didn't need to put Of The Prisoner in 2009. It just needed to put the, the American remakes of British versions because uh-huh. they are all terrible.
1: Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, they're re-showing the original one, aren't they? What channel is that one? Is it Alibi or something like that? on, on One of the three channels on cable.
2: It could possibly be.
1: Uh, Rob says as well, Andy Booth, back at Huddersfield Town, was awesome.
2: Yep, Huddersfield legend, Andy Booth.
1: Uh, The best TV returns has to be Star Trek. They did it twice with The Next Generation and Star Trek Discovery. Amazing returns after years off TV. Okay, I wouldn't have thought about that, but yeah.
2: It's tosh, isn't it? It's just
1: tosh. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm glad to see that you're you you're, you're after a, you're being away for many weeks. You're willing to just come back and just stop pissing people <laughs> well, off and upsetting everyone
2: again. That was my New Year's resolution to be more upbeat and accepting of other people's ideas. But then right. Matt mentioned error uh, balls and it just got me bad. So <laughs> there we go. You really <laughs> easily
1: easily triggered, Maxie. Easily triggered. <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> uh, we have a bit more here from Dan Griffin responding to Rob. Actually. And he says he'd go as far as to say the vast majority of American remakes of British shows there have been shit, especially in the last 25 years, shameless and in betweeners spring to mind as gross offenders. The in-betweeners, in betweeners. Oh my God. Yeah,
2: that's grim. Uh, they did an RT crowd pilot, which was just the worst thing ever. Shameless. Um, I would say that may be an outlier for me, because I do like the way they made it more dramatic than the the uh, the British like, kind of comedy version. Uh, plus, I also uh, know Paul Abbott, the writer, so they have a bit of a soft spot for the American shameless. Uh, but yeah, 99% of, of American remakes of British shows
1: uh horrific. The remake of The Office... There's, there's a, a lot of people that would it's say that.
2: Yeah, but it's we've been not. through
1: this before. You have. I'm not going to watch. One. I'm
2: not going to watch season one or two. It's it's terrible. Steve well,
1: Carell should you be disgusting himself. You can't make comment on that if you've not watched it, though. Can you? Surely. Do you comment on things that you haven't watched? Yes, you do. Like what? House. I've never seen House. I, I don't know whether it's good or bad. There you go but you made a comment. Yeah, but I'm not like, oh my God. I'm not- <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, All right, let's move on. Um, <laughs> I at- win via just grinding, you right? Know. just grind, just, yeah, you get the submission because I'm exhausted from fighting <laughs> back. <laughs> uh, at Joshua Goodwin at PW on Twitter, the King himself, uh, also currently um, going through a few medical issues which are, you oh, know wow. not not the best which is why NXT Rise and 4 has been put on the back burner for a while oh, so I wish him all the best and hope he yeah. gets better soon it's been quite a long term thing there so yeah. hopefully he's uh, you know fighting fit again very soon there I think
2: cross for you Joshua
1: yeah uh he says a bunch of wrestlers spring to mind Regal Goldust Shawn Michaels all somewhat similar stories of redemption and overcoming demons etc scott hall and jake the snake lex luger even buff bagwell but for him a lesser known comeback at least in this country would be vader he went from being a fat piece of shit to all japan's triple crown champion having some of the best feuds and matches of his career show how much co- how much confidence will do for you the recent returns of edge daniel bryan and page are testaments to the leaps forward in medical science and their uh and their inability to let their dreams die and working to prove experts wrong. Yeah, I think that's pretty much fair enough on all those points, Magazine. Yeah, absolutely amazing. Uh, the, the thing
2: with Vader as well, as well though, he went uh, from bad to amazing back to bad when he came to WWF.
1: Mm. Yeah, he is a And I thought it was a real shame as well, because, I mean, obviously, you know, WWF went on to be, you know, the, the biggest company in the world in the late 90s and so on. But the WWF has always been the company, the brand. And when you look at how great Vader was in in WCW, uh, well, all Japan as well, but WCW in the early 90s, you'd love to have seen that version of Vader with McMahon and and Mm -hmm. the whole machine of WWE behind him. Because he wasn't in WCW when it was a good company, by any stretch of the imagination. It just didn't work out, mate, did it?
2: No. Uh, And a lot of that was politicking um mm. especially with with uh with Shawn Michaels i think if Vader would have had a run uh, as world champion or at least come out of that shawn michaels feud uh, looking stronger than he went in uh, maybe it 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 could have gone a lot better but yeah once shawn michaels gave him the kiss of death it was pretty much all over for him
1: yeah, he was supposed to have a world title run, wasn't he? The um, yeah. the run that Sid had where he beat Shawn Michaels at Survivor Series at Madison Square Garden in 96 and then dropped the belt back to Shawn in the San Antonio yeah. Stadium. That was supposed to have been Vader. It was supposed to be like a best of three kind of thing mm-hmm. with a semi-slam match as well. But yeah, a bit of a shame. But he didn't look after himself even, mate, did he? His diet yeah. was shocking and he was a, a, a big fella.
2: And it could be um, a bit of a, a dick backstage as well.
1: Mm. Apparently he was a bit smelly as well. Oh Jesus, that's the last thing that you you would want your champion well, to no. be. He um he wouldn't he didn't wash his gear apparently. According again, according to Bruce Pritchard on 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 his podcast, he said that a big issue he had to take Vader to one side and say you need to wash your gear after each match because he would just wear it night after night after night and oh, then people were coming and complaining. So, jeez. But I I mean I didn't have to wrestle the guy. I didn't have to smell him. I'm a big Vader fan, so you know. <laughs> And
2: and to be to be fair, did not he have a a very late renaissance with a a, a barnstorm for a match against Will Osprey after the mm-hmm. yeah they had a bit of back and forth o- over Twitter? So he's he's done the the gamut twice. He's gone from uh, poor to amazing to poor to amazing. So uh, mm. props to Vader.
1: Yeah, uh, Joshua does continue. Moving away from wrestling, Muhammad Ali returning to boxing and reinventing himself boxing-wise. Tyson Fury's return is one of the most inspiring stories of modern times. And then the possibility of bad comebacks, Uh, Joshua says, "Um, maybe Donald Trump next year.
2: (laughs) And perhaps even (laughs) Boris Johnson, who's talking about uh, another run as conservative leader.
1: Oh, dear God. Yeah,
2: But the Tyson Fury is uh, an interesting one. Yeah, I I really... uh, I, I like. I mean, he 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 says some controversial things, and he has some like weird mindsets. But I love his his uh, openness and his honesty about him suffering uh, with his uh, with his mental health, uh, and he kind of re- he it sh- proves that not all that glitters is gold because he had the world on his plate and he felt like the loneliest person in the world so mm. um sometimes uh fame and fortune isn't all it's cracked up to me and he's a a good a great proponent of just being ha- being happy with uh with the, the simple things in
1: life yeah that's fair i think we now come to the Total Stevo section of the show at Total Stevo on Twitter. Everybody's say what time is it?
3: Stevo.
1: Uh, I want to give a shout out to Stevo as well, actually, very quickly. His podcasts he's doing, I know I mention this quite often, but his podcasts he does on music and so on absolutely fantastic. But he's also doing a rewatch of. I suppose you'd call it the Summer of Punk, but he started right back at the start of that calendar year. And he's pulling no punches. If it's something he doesn't like, he is very quick to tell you how, how bad he thinks it is. And that's it's a fascinating... Yeah. And it's a fascinating listen. Love it. And uh, I've been fortunate enough to pop on there and talk about a certain pay-per-view with him. I know Scottish Danny's also guested on an episode that's going to be coming out soon. Yeah, well worth checking out the Total Steve-O podcast on all your podcast players there. Uh, Steve-O says... So recently, the amazing Detectorists returned after five years for a one off special. Sadly, it just didn't do anything for me. Important stories glossed over and just felt disappointed after. Now I wish I'd left it as it was. I've not seen that, Magsy.
2: Yeah, I, I, I don't. I've seen some of it. I don't really remember. Like, it's the Mackenzie Crook. Is it called Mackenzie Crook? Uh, the guy from. Gareth from okay. the original office, um, he's yep. he's in it. Um, I remember it being really good, but uh, I don't know why we stopped watching it. But I've not seen the Christmas special. I saw uh, Mackenzie on the One Show uh, promoting it. Um, but yeah, uh, it'd be disappointing if it's if it doesn't live up to scratching. I'm sure Steve or Steve's opinion is incredibly valid on it because he. he tends to do do, it does have really good opinions about stuff so yeah i'll I'll give it a watch and and uh maybe i'll report back maybe i won't who knows
1: that's blatantly not gonna happen Um, (laughs) steve continues john cena when he returned in 2015-16 and was the u.s champ and had these brilliant matches including his rivalry with aj styles was a good comeback i completely agree that open That open match US title, open challenge challenge. are some brilliant stuff by Cena. Really good. Uh, Frank Burnside in the bill had an incredible comeback after being off screens for six years or so. In fact, a lot of returnees to the bill always were perfectly done, which I think would be a testament to how well written that particular show must be, then, Magsy.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I didn't watch a lot of the more recent bills, but the older bills yeah i used to yeah. love it it used to be a mainstay in my house
1: okay i've not seen a great deal of it to be fair i don't I don't really know masses about it so steve-o did say on on uh twitter to me the other day that some of the earlier builds i would enjoy because a lot of them are standalone stories and he says that when i'm covering murder in mind with our, with our buddy morty for the murder in mind pod there's a lot of similarities to what we're talking about on that show to early episodes of The Bill. So maybe if if they are standalone stories, maybe steve chuck us a couple of uh, you know suggestions for episodes to check out and I'll, I'll dip my toe in and have a look bags. Yeah,
2: some bonus reviews of it. Mm-hmm,
1: there we go. Uh, watching 2011 WWE, Steve-O says, The Rocks return after a seven-year hiatus uh, for his promo battle packages against Cena were probably the best thing leading up to WrestleMania 27.
2: Was that the whole uh, fruity pebbles? You can't see me. I can see you. You can't see me.
1: Around that time, I think yes. And WrestleMania twenty seven, there wasn't a great deal going on. That was yeah. good. So
2: yeah, I mean that. I feel that that maybe is some of the Rock's weaker uh, promos. I think his uh, his peak in like the the tail end of the Attitude Era was better. But I do also agree in twenty eleven that that was, that was some of the best stuff that WWE was 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 putting out.
1: Yeah. At Wernham blog podcast, returned after a year or so, Talking Extras season two, and it was brilliant. Hopefully they finally get round to the Christmas specials. It's been over a year now. Hey, lads, Steve-o says. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Steve-o also continues, lots of the Myspace Defcore acts, second albums, or first album after an EP, were usually poor. Job for a cowboy, all shall perish. Suicide silence. Post mortem promises. Winds of plague. All just fell flat. Yet, ironically, if the, in the third album, if they still existed, they learned from this and were epic. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: Yeah. Well, we had a, a little chat about this in in the lead up to this uh, topic about sophomore albums and how a band can hit the ground running with the first release and then kind of fall flat on the second one but it, it's all about growth and and kind of uh the second album always seems to be we've got to maintain we've got to kind of keep that uh lightning in a bottle and sometimes it it doesn't work out and then when you've had that kind of flop you you can then almost test yourself musically with the uh, with like the third fourth fifth releases so mm. it it sometimes is it's just trying to recapture that that um, buzz of the first
1: release I suppose. Mm. Again, there's a, there's another uh, episode of Steve's podcast, literally looking at the bands that were from the other I mean, I topics around this time as well, covering a lot of great deal of music, but you know, a lot of focus on bands that made it big via MySpace and th- those EPs and the death core acts and so on. I find that even though I didn't know a lot of the artists, I found that episode absolutely fascinating. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve continues here. Pains me to say, but Jesse Leach returning to kill switch. He's very good at what he does, but when Howard left, albeit under some extremely dark circumstances, they were heading for the moon. Jesse comes back and they're just meh again, still good. Just not at that next level. And that I com- I'm completely on board with that. I I saw kill switch with both singers and it's a different level when Howard Jones was singing for him, but I mean, it's, it's still good with Jesse, but it's just not the same, mate. It's not the same.
2: Yeah. I uh, have I haven't, I haven't- heard any of them so
1: okay (laughs) you would know some kill switch if you heard it you'd be like oh yeah i know that
2: yeah did edge not have a kill switch or randy orton
1: have a Uh, Yes, yeah yeah, cm punk the initial the first punk theme was was kill switch as well that's it yeah yeah and that was with Howard jones singing yeah he's he's he's, he's superb mate Mm. uh steve will continue in fact jesse and adam d's times of grace 11 years after an excellent first album, second one released last year is atrocious. And he'll call it a day on this. Peep Show's final series, I believe was two to three years after season eight. It's considered the worst series by many fans. I refuse to watch it. It's that bad. The ideas were there, but the execution was bad and the new characters just didn't fit in that world. That's a show I think that could return for another series. Rumors suggest Line of Duty next year at Christmas, hopefully as the ending was appalling
2: lot of Duty, it's not a program that I've uh, I've ever watched. Uh, but uh, Shaw, yeah, I, I agree with him. the The final season was, it felt like it was part, uh, kind of tr- an attempt to tie all the loose ends up, but also then part cash grab. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. it, just, it didn't have the the rawness of the of the early seasons.
1: Mm okay i mean i love peep show but i can't remember the last season so maybe i watched it and it was terrible and i've not watched it back or i've just never seen it
2: Yeah, you um i would assume that you've watched it i'd I'd guess so i guess so
1: and finally and this one is not via twitter this is from whatsapp Maxie, from our good friend mr matt willis and he says Well, first of all, welcome back, boys. Now, cheers, Matt. Oh, thank you very much. There's been some great comebacks over the years, and yours is 100% the best. Uh, Have a good night. ta That's what he's put. You sit on a throne of lies. No, I I lie. He hasn't put that at all. Uh, (laughs) uh, This is the worst one. (laughs) (laughs) He said there's been some great comebacks over the years, so I'm going to go for the bad ones. Robbie (laughs) Fowler going back to Liverpool for a second time, ravaged by injury, and it didn't work out. Michael Jackson's last comeback gigs. He never even made it to the stage. Cristiano Ronaldo to Manchester United. Enough said. Yeah. Michael Schumacher to F1 after three seasons being retired. Scored one podium, then gave the same seat to Lewis Hamilton, who won six titles in that car. And one last one for you. Mags will appreciate this as a bad comeback. Royce Gracie, of winner at UFC 1, 2, and 3. Came back at UFC 60 to face Matt Hughes. He was TKO'd by Hughes in the first round and never fought in the octagon again.
2: Again, I, we mentioned it earlier. MMA uh, tends to have a lot of fighters who just don't know when to give it up. Um, mm. Yeah, it's 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 sad. Yeah,
1: yeah. Ah, fair enough. Uh, what about yourself then, magsy What what have you got? Anything in mind?
2: Yeah, the the first one that come to my mind was one that you literally just mentioned or well Matt just mentioned, Cristiano Ronaldo. I think uh this this last season and a half has really kind of solid his his legacy at Manchester United, especially with his uh the the stories of his attitudes uh, be behind the scenes. Another one, uh Lukaku. Uh, I know he had a lot <laughs> to prove at Chelsea, being the the only club that he didn't really get a chance to to be a big star at and comes back in a, a world record transfer fee, uh, all guns blazing, blah, 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 and was a massive, massive flop. Um, so, yeah, I think that was uh, two big ones. In terms of music, there's a, a, a couple of... Uh, a bands that that, like I mentioned, had uh, sophomore albums that just were just awful compared to the the, the original. There's uh, an album called Overkill from the, this band, Motorhead. Yeah, that was a uh, just. I mean, the original album wasn't anything to write home about, but God, Overkill was wank.
1: I think they both came out within like five months of each other as well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I genuinely I think they did.
2: <laughs> and uh there's another uh, album that really kind of just wired me up called A Beautiful La, uh the the follow-up <laughs> to uh 30 Seconds of Mars <laughs> a debut album. Mate, she will just be in sh- that little sh- here and
1: sh- Sharon. Sharon will be in that little here and I gets <laughs> on our driveway and halfway to Burnley before we finish <laughs> this podcast. I'll tell you mate.
2: <laughs> in fact, they peaked. 30 Seconds of Mars peaked at the, the debut. Everything else has just been horrific, hasn't it? This You're is really war. What a terrible, run. terrible album.
0: <laughs> oh my God.
2: Love, Lust, Faith and Dreams. Ech. Jesus, I mean, There's not even a good title there. Never mind album and well, the less we say about America, the better. Not just in, in
1: this <laughs> album, just in general. <laughs> Sharon, in the what a toss pot. <laughs> yes, yeah, Sharon, you are right. He is. <laughs>
2: I just love uh, staring.
1: What a bastard! Uh, Mine are pretty much music based as well. I suppose. I mean, with you Ronaldo. Shock me. Well, yeah. I mean, first of all, the football wise with Ronaldo, well, I, I get that, and it, it ended so badly. Uh but the first season he was there, he scored 20 odd goals. He was our top mm-hmm. goal scorer. He was relatively important to us that season because he scored goals and picked us up points that we wouldn't yeah, have I, I, Absolutely. But the way it ended was, was yeah. not a good look at all, was it? Mm-hmm. Um, with the keeping with the Manchester United theme, I'd say poor goals when he came back for a season and a half. Mm-hmm. He was again, it just showed how good this guy is. It, just unbelievable absolutely unbelievable the fact that he can retire go away for a while come back and win another premier league trophy is just incredible music wise uh motley crew coming back after signing contracts to say that this is their farewell tour and they you know signed all these contracts in the big press conference they were definitely not coming back and then coming back and vince Neil is just he sounds horrific now he is terrible and it's just a massive cash grab it's it's awful absolutely awful sharon there in the chat saying that's mags (laughs) Uh,
2: and if you want some of that merch that i'm definitely not getting definitely go and check out our bf luxuries
1: there we go (laughs) the big one for me though maxi the biggest one for me with regards to a musical comeback would be when bruce dickinson went back to iron maiden now, he was the he's the guy that ever won that you know Run to the Hills, all the all the big hits that people are familiar with when you say Maiden. Uh he left for two albums in the 90s. When Bruce came back in '99, they went on that they, they recorded a new album, went on this big tour, and the 1999 release, Brave New World, I put it up there against anything else Maiden have done in their you know best part of 50, 40, 45, 50 year history. Brave New World is absolutely incredible. And it's so much I think it's better than everything that people refer to as classic Maiden that to me is probably one of the best musical comebacks going
2: I can't disagree with you because I'm not an Iron Maiden fan so mm-hmm well there
1: we go (laughs) uh thank you so so much everybody for uh tweeting into the show messaging into the show and so on with topics for our uh, well responses i guess for our non-wrestling topic i've missed that i've bloody missed it maxi you are you are all amazing honestly it's just
2: like 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 we said at the top of the show you always have this like little bit of nerves that that people have forgot or people have moved on. But yeah, the fact that you all still chipped in and uh, with some amazing answers, yeah. Mm. We massively, massively appreciate you all.
1: Shall we have a quick scan through the chat then before we dive into a lot? La- uh, you well, know, probably should talk a little bit of wrestling because you know, as we say, this is a wrestling podcast.
2: <laughs> Absolutely true. But let's uh, let's have a uh, uh, look through some of this chat. So, uh, Matt Willis saying, can we have confirmation that si is a dwarf? But I mean, you you are you are giving off Gimli, son of glowing vibes. I'm giving off what? Gimla, son of Gline from The Lord of the Rings.
1: Oh, I've got no idea what that is. Sharon, <laughs> just, <laughs> just
2: smooth over that one. Uh, Sharon's saying, uh, uh, for fuck's sake, she looked when you said her name, uh, the, the, Sid, uh, the Sid The Sid picture, British yeah. Thing, Sorry, Sharon. Disgusting. Connor's um, kind of saying, nothing better than in person playing player by player. You feel the. The feed off the crowd in turn gets you excited. Talking about his uh, his talent, doing a uh, commentary, yeah, it's um, amazing. Just I'm so proud of you all for being able to to, to pull that off. Um, uh, King's Pig Bladder saying that's uh, that's when he saw Kiss, uh, uh, but he wanted the the era that that you saw Kiss, uh, which is yeah, it's a weird irony that you both hmm. saw the er- eras of Kiss that you didn't want to
1: see. Well, no, I was happy seeing it but I kind of feel like I've missed yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just uh, reading. Con-
2: <laughs> Connor says he loves him some boxing, nothing better than two dudes slugging it out for 12 rounds. And then you watch some boxing afterwards. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, original Prisoners is one of King's banner's uh, favourite shows. He loves it uh, so much. Um, and he wants to know when you're doing a podcast on oh, on Prisoners.
1: I've got no time to start new projects. No, he
2: definitely <laughs> hasn't. He absolutely hasn't. Uh, Matt Willis says he apologized for nothing regarding the aerial balls uh, and then says, talk at the table flashback. Um, Fuck you, Osprey. Actually, it was Wet White Willie. That's where we christened him Wet White Willie. Right. Okay. Uh, Connor says, Howard Jones is with a band called Light the Torch now. I think it's been about a year or two since they released some new stuff. Oh, okay. Uh, Matt says, unfortunately, he's got to be up for work uh, in six hours, but he'll catch the the pod. Good night. I uh, hope you have a, sure uh, well. a good shift tomorrow, aren't you? and uh, thanks for for tuning in. Um, Sharon calls, I'm assuming me a toss pot because of yeah. my <laughs> slating of, of thirty six miles. I am only jesting, and that's me not getting any merch, and I'm going to be charged. <laughs> <double>. <laughs> that's me. <mean. laughs> After all the nice things I said about the debut album. Just because I slagged off the the other th other oh, four. But yeah, that's the that's the oh it's uh King's Pigsman are saying it's on par with classic Maiden for for him. So Okay,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah I can take that. Yeah, fair enough. There we go. So then let's dive into a bit of wrestling, Max. And oh
2: for the first time in forever.
1: Uh, let's get it! Okie doke, so I think this was your was it your choice? Yeah, I mean it was so
2: long ago. Who yeah. who did choose? Who knows? Yeah, definitely man.
1: Yeah. Right, okay. <laughs> uh we have WrestleMania eight, the Intercontinental Championship match from that show, uh, April the fifth, nineteen ninety two, from the Hoosier Dome. Bloody massive place, that, let's be honest. Yeah.
2: It's huge
1: absolutely gigantic and it's uh brett hart is the challenger and he's going up against roddy piper in his one singles championship title run that he mm-hmm. had in his yeah. whole WWF career which is crazy uh for the intercontinental championship maxi i've not seen this for quite a while and first of all what what sort of struck me about it was it's as good as i remember i really enjoyed it yep. but it seems a lot shorter than i remember really yeah, I thought it was much yeah, longer. Think and it, it's so early on the card as well.
2: Yeah. I think it's like maybe, what, the third, fourth match on, on the on the card, which, yeah, it always shocks you when you think of Bret Hart, you think of Roddy Piper being these massive stars, and they're, like, third match on the card. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I watched it fairly recently. We covered it on... Um, on that 90s Wrestling podcast uh for a pay-per-view review. Um so yeah this was this is relatively uh fresh in, in my mind. Um so there's a, a little bit of backstory to why uh Papa actually got this title um, uh essentially uh in the run-up uh the year before uh Brett was actually thinking of leaving the, the WF um was entertaining offers from WCW Um, but he was the current intercontinental champion and he he didn't actually realise that his contract uh, automatically rolled over when it got to a certain date. So he had another year on his contract to go. So he was uh, frustrated. Uh, Vince McMahon wanted to give him a bit of time to cool off. So that's when they kind of uh, had him... Uh, dropped the title uh, uh how sure uh with the whole hundred and twenty one degree fever storyline that was to the mountain uh, and then once uh, cooler uh, heads had prevailed uh Vince um said that brett was uh was going to be the future uh, of the company um the tat was then uh, essentially put back on 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 uh, Brett via Roddy Papa uh, to kind of give him the rub of being a big, big star.
1: Yes, indeed. And that's interesting as well. You mentioned the whole, you know, he was talking to wSw in 92 or, or late 91. That is That is spot on the money. He was, and he was talking to them without speaking to the WWF, he was still the reigning Intercontinental Champion.
2: Well, yeah, he, he assumed his contract had run um, and he yeah. was looking to jump. Uh, exactly. It was only after speaking with WCW that he realised his his contract automatically renewed after a year, for, mm-hmm. for, for another year. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. He was very so frustrated. People need to, I think, sometimes bear that in mind when we're talking about Montreal. But there we go. I'm not going to dive in too deep into it because people jump to Brett's defence all the time. Poor little Darnley Brett. Dan- blah, blah, Darn- blah. the Daniel... Yeah, he was negotiating behind WWE's back to jump ship while still the IC champion. That's basically the, the situation. But there we go. Um, we get an interview here with Mean Gene Oakland just before the match. And we've got both competitors. And it, it, first of all, it's, a, it's it's a weird scene anyway, because you don't tend to see that very often, do you? They, had, they, they tried it a few times in, in the sort of early ish 90s. I remember there being another one that involved Brett at King of the Ring 93 with Mr. Perfect. I don't. For me, these kind of things don't quite work, Mags. What did you think? I think this
2: may be one of the the best WrestleMania kind of like little interview spots in in history. I, I absolutely love this. Okay. Uh, for for me, Papa may be one of the very best uh, on the mat when it comes to promoting, a uh, a match. He's had his controversy, uh, lest we not forget the bad news, Brown half blacking up <laughs> <instant>. <laughs> but this one in particular. Uh, I enjoy because it's building Brett as a, as a character for me. It, um, Parper is saying all of the words, but it's actually Brett that is uh is getting the, the, the kind of um pushing character because it's it's all about uh Parpa kind of almost belittling uh Brett whilst paying him compliments. And then we see the point where Brett snaps uh and then Parpa reaching him to, to beyond the belt for the for the tape, and then going full pirate mode at the end. But not today. She be mine.
1: But- <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant, and that that IC title belt. Uh, well, well, it was referred to as well as the IC championship by Mean Gene
2: up there. You yes.
1: do indeed. Uh, referred to as the IC title, which is because that doesn't normally happen on WWF oh, it's or WWE it. television. Intercontinental yeah. Intercontinental. yeah, so that was a bit weird. But yeah, it's a beautiful looking championship, isn't it? It is. It uh, absolutely. Is for the introductions then we've got an incredibly long walkway because this place is massive i quite like that at a wrestlemania because i like the i like them to have their music play for a while have these longer walks down to the ring it just feels more more important Mm -hmm.
2: yeah you are absolutely right um how many times have we mentioned on this show um things like where there's a royal rumble where there's such a short entrance ramp that it kind of uh, harms the match mm. um so yeah i i agree with you it, it adds to the the importance i suppose of the event the spectacle of the event
1: yeah uh, during these long introductions though we have gorilla monsoon mentioning that you know roddy piper this is the only piece of gold hot rod has held to which Bobby Heenan responds and he doesn't deserve it, which I thought was just fantastic just so quick. And Heenan is just it, it, on Nitro Nights at the moment with Scottish Danny, Bobby Heenan is in absolutely fantastic form every time mm-hmm. we hear him on commentary. He's at that point in his career where he's he's just absolutely on fire. You yeah. know, and, and I think we get that here as well.
2: Yeah, there, there there's a there's a point that that I always giggle at where Bobby in and saying, Oh, I'm I'm gonna be in Sheffield in three weeks, and Guerilla Montoo's like, Is it a is it a round trip? Um, and Bobby's like, Wow, how are you coming? He went unfortunately, <laughs> <Just> <laughs> the <laughs> chemistry between these two guys is just it's it's just it's, you 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 can't learn it, you can't no, learn no. that kind of chemistry, you've just got to You've got to be born with it. And those two, they just played off each other so perfectly.
1: Yeah, they were brilliant. They were brilliant. Just before the match starts, we get the shot from the hard cam. So we're looking at the two wrestlers in the ring, staring across each other, the referees there as well. And a few fans try and unveil a massive Four Horsemen banner in the crowd behind. And the security are lightning quick over yeah. to them. And the camera cuts to a, sh- a really strange shot of the back of Roddy Piper's head, just so we don't see the, 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 <laughs> the flag being unveiled that says Four Horsemen. That really tickled me.
2: That's amazing.
1: Um, the match starts, I suppose, with a, a, a little bit of, of proper wrestling, I guess. We have a few arm drags back and forth. We have a test of strength. Uh, we have um, a, a go-behind, a, a waist lock, and so on. And I liked this because it was Piper who started to get a bit frustrated and then inevitably spat at Bret Hart and started throwing a few Just punches. Crib. Oh, yeah, it's disgusting. Of course yeah. it is. But all the way through this match... well, no, that's not correct. Sorry. Not all the way through this match. The, it's the first half or so then, they almost take it in turns to play bad guy. Yeah. And this is so well structured.
2: Yeah. This was a point that I was, uh, I was hoping that you would bring up um, because these two guys were massive, massive baby faces at the time. Mm-hmm. And, um, it almost felt like they were testing the water to see who should be the heel in the match. Uh, see who could, Kind of draw the 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 ire of the fans, uh, of, and obviously it would end up being Roddy because he's so good at, at, at taking a uh, a crowd uh, on an emotional journey. Something that Brett would end up being an expert into later on in, in his career. But yeah, it felt like they were taking turns on uh, who would be the face and who would be hit the heel because you very rarely got face versus face matches it was always yes. good guy versus bad guy especially in this in this era of of the of the wwf so it was it was very rare that we saw two good guys go head-to-head um and you need i suppose you need somebody to to kind of play up to the the heel um they both had a, a, a go at it and papa seemed to 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 come off especially with the spitting that was horrific
1: yeah that
0: that's
2: not, not to say that Brett didn't try because he went for the sneaker uh roll up uh pin after pretending his uh his shoulder was hurt, so they both definitely uh were playing heel and face at different points in this mm. match.
1: I love that spot I loved it. Brett throws a drop kick, doesn't he? And fakes so that he's come down on his shoulder and then yeah. there's an inside cradle or whatever. Yeah, oh, really clever stuff. Really clever stuff.
2: Uh, and uh, it, it, what makes that spot even better, I mean, it's good good selling by Brett, but the slap that Papa gives him for it afterwards, he puts some stank on that slap. Yeah. Really, it, it, you could see Brett's face just light up once he, <laughs> he, he got out of it.
1: It's brilliant. <laughs> Uh, we then we then come to the, the blood, Maxie, don't we? We then come to to Brett bleeding quite heavily. Now, this here was a blade job, mm-hmm. but Brett didn't want people to know. Vince Vince McMahon, it, you know, it, you read Brett's book and there's various other stories about it as well. At the time, the WWF had a no blood policy. Mm-hmm. They they were told you know point blank no blood in this match. Brett and Piper kind of thought, mm, yeah, we're going to use a bit of blood. We'll, see. So, yeah, we'll okay. see, Vince. So Brett does blade here, but he blades in a way that comes from a punch from Piper to try and make it look like it was hard way, like it was an accidental cut. And he got away with it. Vince he got away with it, yes.
2: Vince didn't fan him. I think no. it wasn't, it? Um, I'm sure Flair got fanned in an event.
1: Yes, this same one. This, uh, yeah, uh, this Flair yeah, Flair Flair, Flair versus Flair. Savage, Flair.
2: yeah,
1: yeah, Flair versus Savage for the world title on on the same card. Flair was blatantly bleeding, mm-hmm. and apparently he and Savage both got fined, and I in, in Brett's book it says five hundred dollars each for for the blood. So yeah, yeah quite a substantial amount. So and it, Brett got away with it. That's is. bastard. Yeah,
2: these, these Canadians
1: you can't trust them. Yeah, and everyone's all like, oh, you know, Brett got screwed. Yeah, oh, yeah. He would have dropped the title on the following night on Raw. He promised. Bollocks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he dropped it on Natra in the bin. Majusas exactly. Now. <laughs> uh We get a double clothesline here, which is, I think, something that we don't see a great deal in wrestling anymore. <laughs> but it's so simple but effective because it gives a chance for the crowds to sort of calm back down and then come back up again, which is what happens here, Magsy, isn't it?
2: And it's a a really kind of short one. Usually, when you see a double clothesline, uh, both wrestlers are are running the ropes, and you can kind of see the move coming a mile off. Uh, this um, I forgot that this uh, this double clothesline actually happened, and it's really they're really close together when when they actually pull it off. But it still looks very very legitimate. Mm.
1: Uh, Piper goes to the top rope when he regains his footing. Mm-hmm. And then we get this weird situation where Brett kind of catches him on the top rope, but hangs him by his feet are over the top rope and Brett's got Piper's hair and then just throws him face first on the deck. And I just thought, man, that's going to hurt so bad.
2: Yeah. It's, it, and its I think it's um, the second time he actually throws uh, Piper on the floor because in the in the opening uh, kind of like uh, catches, catch can wrestling, uh, there's a point where um, Brett's got a, a wrist lock, and he actually, uh, Papa's trying to, uh, get out of it and, uh, kind of like escape. And, um, Brett yanks on his arm and Papa actually face plants on the floor as well. So mm. yeah, he, he took a few shots to the head. Did, uh, did old Roddy. <laughs> uh,
1: we got a sharpshooter attempt. You know, which I, I love that holds, but I like the way that Piper fought back and you know pushed the leg back and so on. It was mm-hmm. it was so simple, but so effective, which again, that is something that I come back to in pro wrestling that I love. I like things to look realistic. I like things to, I think the best way of looking realistic is to keep things relatively simple. And this works here for me.
2: Yep. And um, then we see Brett go for, for the pin. And then when Papa kicks out, Brett, starts to i think he drops an elbow and then goes to the to do the the um the typical second rope elbow which mm-hmm. uh yeah papa uh telegraphs and uh he ends up uh brett ends up eating eating boot
1: he does and we get a ref bump pretty much straight after this as well don't we
2: and this poor ref uh, i'm i ridiculed him on uh that 90s wrestling podcast for having a head uh, and a hairdo like a helmet uh' just horrific um yeah it was uh th- this was uh one of the the moments in the match where you could see it coming a mile off um mm-hmm. the ref w- was very much out of position uh and you could tell he was he was setting himself up to be uh ref bumped and then it's when he does get hit by uh, by Brett Brett has to kind of almost stretch to to, to make contact. The ref did well in selling it, don't get me wrong, but it did feel a little uh, almost as if they were out of position. But that I don't think that really takes that much away from the match um, because there's, a, there's a, a few times where it doesn't exactly go perfectly. I think there's a, a spot where both of the guys were meant to go over the top rope and oh, yeah. they, kind of, they kind of struggled a little bit and eventually it, it happened. But normally i would kind of like it would take me out of the match but in this match it didn't because it's just it's just bret and and roddy they they get you invested in the match so much that you kind of gloss over those little little errors for them i don't know i don't know what it is maybe it's just their their charisma i suppose
1: that, that that's what you're talking about where it's like the it's almost like the cross body, isn't it? Brett hits a cross mm-hmm. body on Piper and they're supposed to sort of just tumble over the top rope together, but it doesn't yeah. quite work and it, it looked clunky, it looked a bit messy, but I didn't think nothing of it at all. Obviously it was yeah. a bit mistimed and so on, but I think it it looked it still looked realistic to me.
2: And I think there's another spot where um um, Brett is meant to be getting land over the rope, and he's not quite in position. He kind of takes the clothesline from Rudder uh, on his shoulder rather than like on the, on the, the chest. They still end up. Uh, he still ends up going to the floor, but it just kind of like it looks a little bit off. But you you give give them leeway because of just how good the guys are. They mm. they they kind of make it look like it. That's how it's meant to have have gone, I suppose.
1: Yeah yeah uh whilst the referee is dying struggling brett is sent into the steps on the outside by piper mm-hmm. and then piper goes and gets the ring bell and then we have a long drawn out segment where piper stood over brett brett's bleeding um can't get to his feet properly piper's looking like he's going to clock him with the ring bell but can't quite bring himself to do it and i thought this was really well done i thought this was just great storytelling it adds that that aspect to Piper of uh, he's always been the bad guy, and uh, from the majority of his career, he was the heel, and he wouldn't have thought twice about using this on Hogan back in the day, and all that sort of stuff. But here, it's almost toying with his past, but he doesn't quite pull the trigger on it. I think it's really, really well done, Mugsy.
2: Yeah, and and again, kind of leads into uh, the the. The fact that these were both faces; these were hmm. both uh, wrestlers that got cheered every time they they come to the ring, and every time Papa threatened to to use the the ring bell, the crowd were were in uproar. You could see actual people in the in the in the front rows waving Pap to not hit him with the bell, and he's looking around and getting the crowd reactions. And then when he throws the the, the belt out, uh, the bell, um, essentially saying that, no, he's not going to do it. Heenan calls it a sick display, which I thought is just perfect Bobby Heenan then.
1: Yeah, it is. Uh, And that basically then brings us to the finish. Piper throws the the bell away, applies the sleeper hold, which was his finisher, Mm -hmm. and the referee then starts stirring a little bit. Brett kind of makes it to the corner, half climbs up the ropes, kicks off, Falls backwards onto Piper, and whilst still in the sleeper, rolls over and, and pins Roddy Piper's shoulders to the mat. And I bloody love this finish; it's yeah. fantastic. This is this is wrestling to me. He's in a hold, he counters it, he wins the match from a count. He hasn't got to hit his finish. He, we haven't got some ridiculous distraction. We haven't got this. Is it, it looks real? It feels real. This is fantastic.
2: Yeah, I absolutely totally agree with you, and, and um, this period of of brett hart was was so good at, at at not needing to hit his finisher there uh i think um a few years on uh the king of the ring he wins all his matches in in three different ways that just yeah. shows how intelligent of a wrestler he was and this i thought was a brilliant finish papa having the upper hand brett essentially crawling on his hands and knees uh um down and beaten, and then um, able to eke out that victory. That's the that's the mark of of a champion when you can still win even though you've been absolutely destroyed. Yeah, it's, it was brilliant storytelling and oh. made Brett, who was, I would say, on the cusp of being uh, one of the 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 leading faces in the in the WWF. I think this is the 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 match and the result that maybe pushed him over the top that that was this is going to be the guy in the next in the next few years.
1: Yeah. Uh, well yeah, um, by the end of the year he was world champion. Mm-hmm. Um, his his first what we got here WrestleMania so then you have SummerSlam where he drops at the Intercontinental Championship to the Bulldog. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then by the time the next pay-per-view comes around survivor series he is world champion he's defending it against Shawn michaels on that pay-per-view so it, it, we're off to the races with brett as a, a, a the singles competitor who is in theory the face of the company after the steroid trial and hogan and warrior sort of departing and all that sort of stuff so yeah you know definitely off to the races with him there mm-hmm. which is really interesting when you consider you know a few months prior to this he was uh Tapping up WCW for more money. But there we go. Anyway. Um <laughs> I'm not gonna let it go. <laughs> Maxie, out of ten, what are we thinking?
2: Yes, it's a, a great match. Um I don't I think that Brett has had better matches, um, yep. but then this is still relatively early in his uh, in his singles career. Um this may well be Piper's best WrestleMania match. Um, yeah, it, it's it's really, really good. And despite all the kind of like the missteps, the story is, is told so, so well. Um, so this is easily a, an eight and a half for me.
1: Yeah, I've got eight. I've got eight out of ten. I think... I think this is this is great, and again, it comes back to everything I like about professional wrestling. It looks realistic; everything they do is believable. The commentary is superb. It makes me laugh, but they're serious when they need to be. And this finish, I bloody love this finish. It's superb. So yeah, just brilliant stuff for me, Mags. Yeah, absolutely agree. It was a great pick by whoever won that by poll. who, all those many many moons ago, um, <laughs> Z where do you want to go next week my friend where are you linking from what well, linking to from this so um i was toying all day with
2: breaking the rules of chain wrestling
1: uh, what a surprise
2: um i was i actually had three ideas in mind the first one was um to the the link was Papa, uh, and his boxing match, uh, against Mr. T. And I actually wanted to to cover all of the WrestleMania boxing matches that we've seen. Oh, uh, wow! I think, I think there's five altogether. Um, and then I uh I deviated from that and i uh, thinking about uh, Papa versus uh. Uh, Mr. T at Wrestlemania 2 and I thought maybe we could cover the, the triple main event because obviously Wrestlemania 2 was at three different uh, stadiums.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: But I thought I'd simplify it and i will start a new year sticking to the rules. So I'm going to link to one match and that match is WrestleMania 1 Hulk Hogan and Mr. T versus Paul Orndorff and Roddy Piper.
1: you are kidding me no I'm going to have to think on my feet now because that was mine
2: oh well I'll link to the boxing matches then so
1: that's alright I've got an alternative I've always got a back at Mags I've always got a back uh, my alternative is quite straightforward. My alternative is going to use Bret Hart as the link, and we're talking about his rise to the main event picture here and so on. Uh, well, I see title here, but main event picture by the end of the year and WrestleMania 9, and then that disgusting shit that happened to Hogan and all that there. Right you know, so sort of <laughs> start of 94, he's, he's heading back to the main event of WrestleMania. And he does that by accomplishing a a joint winner's spot at the Royal Rumble. So I thought we could take a look at Royal Rumble 1994.
2: Oh, Jesus. Don't pick that, folks. But I do like the way (laughs) that that, uh, you've wangled your way out of watching multiple matches again by having an alternate
1: how have I wangled my way out of watching alternate matches?
2: No, multiple matches.
1: Multiple ma- yeah.
2: Because I put forward multiple match picks and you go No, I'll use my alternative. Oh, I'm not saying okay, <laughs> fine. You wanna go to the boxing, no, that's fine. We'll go with the boxing <laughs> matches. No, uh, I'm sticking with my guns. I wanna s I want to watch Hogan and Mr T team up
1: to face <laughs> to
2: face <finish laughs> Paul <laughs> North and his tiny tiny hand and uh, god, <laughs> Oh my won't. god.
1: That's that's evil of you. Um, (laughs) Jeremy Beadle
2: of wrestling. Oh, dear.
1: So those are your links for next week. Vote on the Twitter poll which way you want to go. We have the main event of WrestleMania 1 from Madison Square Garden. Roddy Piper and Paul Orndorff versus Hulk Hogan and Mr. T. Or we have the 1994 Royal Rumble. Uh, The poll will be up sometime later in the week. Vote, retweet, and all that good stuff. But it has to be on Twitter. So if you haven't got a Twitter account, then open one and vote because we're worth it. I think
2: certainly, absolutely, we are. There we go, Maxie.
1: Quick, scan through the chat before we depart this evening, my friend.
2: Yeah, I think everyone has uh, settled in and uh, and uh, relaxed because the only real one we have is uh, Scottish Daddy saying uh, Papa love playing the heel. Um, uh, face Papa felt so weird, and you know he, he's right. Papa is so good uh, at being the heel, but I also have a massive soft spot for uh, an excitable face Papa. I think he, he's one of those guys who who can play both sides mm. of the coins equally well uh we've also had facebook user giving giving the thumbs up oh and just as i was about to give it rat it off kings pigs banner saying it was a great match yeah absolutely uh just a classic wrestling match if you were to show somebody um a really good wrestling match you couldn't go far wrong with with,
1: with this match Mm. yeah i I think you're spot on i think you're spot on uh so then Magsy, do you want to let people know whereabouts they can find you if it's worth it or anything like that before we depart it's always worth it i mean you can read my <laughs> tweets from
2: a year ago if you'd like cost that i think that was Just the last back for time the
1: whole timeline <laughs> well, it's down here
2: at podfather Mags, or i'm on tiktok at mags or pods. Oh, I don't post there either, but follow me and we can have a, a chat in the DMs if you like. I'll
1: slide into your DMs, Magsy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for anything I'm involved in, the best place to find it would be on the network that carries this show, uh, at SJP World Media. And they can find that on Facebook and Twitter on Facebook. There is a private group where this show actually does go live as well. So join the group if needs be. There's also a page as well where links get shared, but Twitter is always the main asset or main use. I think that we have at SJP world media. And this week, the network's firing back up completely with regards to where we've been over the last couple of weeks with uh, illness in the house and Christmas and so on. Uh, well, obviously, we have Chain Wrestling live right now. Tomorrow, the Doctor Who pod returns looking at an episode of Doctor Who. Dan and I both fucking hated. So there you go. <laughs> Glad to hear us. Both moan and whinge. Tune into that tomorrow morning. Uh, Wednesday morning, you have the audio podcast version of this show, as well as In the Corner with Benny Mack and a couple of special guests on that show looking at last year's Rumble in preparation for this year's Rumble. On a Thursday, we have Nitro Nights. Very, very quickly heading now towards Bash at the Beach 96. We're only a couple of weeks away before the whole NWO <laughs> thing kicks off properly. So check that out, Danny and I. are having an absolute blast recording that uh, on Friday. God, oh, good God. What comes out Friday? I can't remember now. On Friday, we have uh, regularly scheduled hostilities from the States. People looking at modern day wrestling for us. Watching Raw and Smackdown, so we don't necessarily have to. Uh, Saturday, you have Farty Towels podcast, looking at Faulty Towers as well. And there's other shows coming back and so on. Just go, go give us you know, a follow, a like, a subscribe. Hit the little bell notifications whenever anything comes out. At SJP World Media on all your podcast players. But most importantly you can find this show on facebook instagram tiktok and twitter at chain underscore wrestling that's at chain underscore wrestling ah mag z i'm off now to go and watch king of the ring 93 and see bret hart win three matches in a different way and wonder i wonder how that would have gone if that was Starcade 93 in Because <laughs> it- <laughs> i'll speak to you next <laughs> week my friend bye-bye for.
0: Do you require colonic irrigation but don't want to have to deal with all those wait times? Then come on down to Jumbo's All-You-Can-Eat Chinese Buffet, where you have a one-in-seven chance of shitting yourself so hard your insides become outside.
3: We had a Jumbo's All-You-Can-Eat here in Tennessee for roughly six weeks. Let me tell you, before it was shut down, I'd never been so scared to cough my entire life. I used to be so daft
0: and keep my food in my body for a while. But Jumbo's All-You-Can-Eat changed my life. Food to the toilet
3: in 90 minutes. Wow!
1: My dad took me to Jumbo's All-You-Can-Eat, and then I had a massive poo.
3: Jumbo's All-You-Can-Eat's where it's at, because it's good eating, even if you don't feel good afterwards.
0: Jumbo's, we bring you out of yourself.